0: Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL oh. My legal counsel Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL my legal counsel. It's of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel.
1: Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on a Sunday afternoon, 28th of April. Beautiful Sydney Portier day. There's going to be some Sunday afternoon footy play this afternoon. And I couldn't be better weather for it. Jack, coming at you live down in Melbourne. How's it going, mate?
0: Yeah, not bad. A few technical difficulties without my trusty microphone that's had that fucking child bubble um, uh, liquid spilt all over it. So that's drying off at the other place. So, yeah. So anyway, it sounds like people can still hear me, um, which should be good for everyone concerned.
1: Yeah, I mean, special, um, special note. We were probably going to record the last two weeks. Really poor fall from us. You can blame me. Um, I thought I was going to record in Fiji, but um, Fee Fiji beat is by the pool later, and the podcast is the furthest thing from your mind. Um, and then got back in with full intentions of doing it last weekend and then um, got laid ill post-plane uh, post trip. So we're back. We won't have any more delays. There'll be no more missed shows for the rest of the year. I'm pretty positive of that. Um, Great to be talking league, hello mate. How's um how's the week been going for you league-wise? Uh,
0: Not too bad, obviously. Um, I'd just, just like to say that I'm getting a bit of FOMO at the moment uh, because I'm hearing from a few league forums I'm on how good the weather is in Sydney. and In fact, the big crew are getting together to go to um, Brookvale this afternoon to watch Manly take on Canberra, which I think is going to be a phenomenal game, especially with a full uh, hell at Brookvale. So... Yeah, it sounds like the weather's beautiful up there. Um, otherwise, league-wise, I haven't have watched much of the magazine-style shows on Fox League this week, but I did go to um, and Nika, lower right-league memorial stadium on Thursday night to see um, the Warriors heartbreakingly lose to a, broken, a fucking Brodie Croft field goal, hitting one of the uprights. Um, Anyhow, yeah, I've talked at nauseam with you about it. Uh, our club showed great spirit, but, geez, we needed those two points. Um and then, other than that, watched a pretty shit game between Tigers and Titans last night. Broncos hit back with a beautiful—well, not beautiful, but they were due to just clean up a team like the Sharks, and they did that. Um, so yeah, it's been a great uh, weekly league, really having the sort of Easter uh, week into ANZAC has had some. Yeah, it's uh, it's been some really good scheduling.
1: I'm going to take back. I'm going to rewind back to the ANZAC games. Roosters, Dragons. Roosters are winning without some, some fairly decent players. Um, they are firming as very, very strong favourites for the, for the title. But that's not to say that they won't be challenged come semi final times. And I, I expect them to win the minor premiership. Uh, perhaps the only challenge from the minor premiership could come from two teams. And I don't think one of them is the Storm. I think it's going to be the, uh, the Rabbits and the Raiders. The Roosters took care of the Dragons, and CEO Siwa Takeahoe, he's taken his game to the next level lately. He's just, he's one of their best players. Um, and they just seem to be able to keep winning. Second game you talked about, actually, no, back to the first game. Matt Duffy try, fuck, we bag him out, and he did gift um, them position at the end with a horr- horrifically loose carry. But that try will go down to this. Easily the try of the season to date. And it's going to go down as one of the great Anzac tries. Did you see it?
0: Uh, Matt Dufty's one. Yeah, I did. But, I mean, then he got injured. Oh, look. I've got no doubts he can pull out phenomenal stuff like that, you know. Um, He's he's an exciting player when he gets going. But, you know, that's going to be his career-defining try. I don't rate him. No. Neither do I. Because I... Actually, when you go back to the deck day, one of the things that people kept telling me, and you're on, I think you're on this forum, people kept saying, Lachlan Burr, he's on no no money like Adam Blair, you know, Adam Blair only had one run for 13 metres, and my argument is, like, Lachlan Burr, great player, or um, well, not great player, but a good player, you need him in your system, but... Mm. If you had a team full of all Lachlan Burrs, Mm -hmm. you are not going to win one game. You're going to lose every game by about 12 points. Like, people need to understand rugby league is a team game, and Lachlan Burr, God bless his socks, is a a, a good football player, but he doesn't have a creative bone in his body, which you do need to win rugby league games. I think. I mean, we've talked about the guy on the show for a lot, so there's a few points
1: I want to touch on there. The first one, I mean, Lachlan Burr's playing outstanding rugby league, so it shouldn't be taken away from how well he's paying, playing. Adam Blair's been copying it. I still just think it's it's naive just to judge a guy like Adam Blair on the stat sheet alone. That what he does from a um, positional play, from a, taking people out, whether legal or illegal, kick pressure for one, Um, he is always drawing defenders in with his ability to offload or at least um, be a main decoy player. Um, He obviously does a shitload of defence and tackles. probably hasn't been his best this season, but he's not a ball runner and hasn't been for quite a while. You know, it's it's no different to, say, a Dallas Johnson-type player who used to run for, you know, a handful of metres each game, but his role was very much policing the middle, tackling. You know, a Michael Lux style player. Now, whilst they are slightly different to Adam Blair... He's in the team for a variety of reasons. Obviously, one is for his, um, you know, the locker room presence, and he has been described by many of the great coaches as, as an exceptional player and locker room presence. So I'm sick of defending Adam Blair, but it's I think it's just naive to, to judge him on the stat sheet alone. Do you think he was better? Yeah, I'd like, to
0: say, I'd like to put my hand up and say, look, I'm not happy about... Um, like his performance at the start of this year and the back half of last year. But he still offers a lot to the football club. And you know, he, he has to pick up his form. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know?
1: Yeah, there, there is. I think we were absolutely robbed. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from a Warriors perspective here. But, I mean, mutual supporters, even Thurston and guys in the commentary box, every both Fox and Nine, I saw um, the commentators saying how duddled we were. That penalty from Jesse Bromwich was just a straight drop ball. No pressure in the play of the ball from Papalei. Um, but the most obvious thing in that game was, yeah, sure, the Storm won the penalty count. Most home teams do these days. But the fact that the Storm... We, we got done quite a few times for lying on the play of the ball. The Storm, you could count to four, and that's how long the Storm were allowed to lie on the play of the ball versus the Warriors, you know, getting policed and getting told to get off the ball... Um, you know, as soon as we basically make contact with the defender, we were down, I thought we were going to lose by 60. You know, there's been better Warriors teams get flogged um, on Anzac days. It was an inc- it was a season turner for me. The Warriors haven't had Blake Green, obviously RTS. They could easily be 5-2. and two. They should have taken care of business um, last week versus the Cowboys and were very unlucky not to go on with the job against, well, they had their chances, not unlucky, they had their chances against the Rabideaus. And I dare say, if Blake Green was playing in all three, you'd be looking at a five and two team going shit. Warriors actually looking half decent. I don't think you can put a line through the Warriors just yet. And Patrick Herbert, fuck, he impressed me. The centre making his oh. debut. Goodbye Carter. I don't want him in the Warriors side again. You can release him. Off you go, super. Well, you dude. know, bye, bye. Bye, you know bye. how
0: Carter. You know how Carter. What What was said? Why he didn't play on Thursday night? What was it? Uh, personal reasons. Yeah, we've talked about but that. Then I was just watching um, KO. Um, and how good is KO? Because I just went down, went back to watch the uh, New South Wales Cup game between Warriors and Canterbury Bulldogs yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Carter was playing in at Belmore. Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, so, for me, we know what Carter is. We've seen him. He's got some really good parts of this game. Extremely strong ball carrier. but his, um, And his, his one-on-one defense is excellent. But his defensive positioning and his error rate, we just can't have that. And Patrick Herbert didn't get too much with the ball in hand, but fuck me, he tackled and made some extremely good um, defensive reads against Will Chambers, who um, seems to be on the downside of his career lately, but he is a still a very good center. Yeah, right. I want H- Herbert in the team from now on.
0: I did actually see, um, and Tane Milne was playing there as well. He mm. he didn't play from what I saw, just little bits. He didn't play as well because I thought actually at the start of the season I would have thought Tane Milne probably had it over um, Patrick Herbert in terms mm. of the the, the guy who's going to take over Carter. But I saw a few trials, and Herbert was brilliant, and uh, yeah, Tane and he sort of overtaken Tane Milne in that respect. So, uh, but I thought Herbert showed a little bit on attack too, so he's still got that game to develop. But again. As you can see, once we get a Blake Green back and uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, if they can put those sort of efforts in eighty percent of the time, we'll win eighty percent of our games. Like we did, we did lack a bit of creativity there. Tohu had to shoulder a lot. Um, you know, it's 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 it just Big's belief, right? When you see again against South the week before, we we played well again, but then. The last 60 minutes, we basically let the team run at us and beat us. We had it them was on the almost yeah. same feeling chances. on Thursday night, and that's that's just and that's Mook's biggest um, challenge he's got here is to actually turn the guys conscious around to realise that they they are a good team and they can win this. Like, but they must, in subconsciously, think we got the storm here. They're gonna the refs are gonna beat us. They're gonna beat us. Chan's uh, ch- uh, chanel's kick into touch with five minutes fifty one seconds left. Um, was just so negative and just mm. almost like well wait, you, you're not gonna against the, storm, gonna the storm or like a booster's win a game by getting on your back foot and just mm. closing a game out. Yeah. It's an eighty minute game of football. Yeah, agree. Now whilst I'm looking at the
1: Warriors side seven four um four losses and two wins uh sorry, five and two wins, um I'm not going to put a line through them yet, but I am going to put a line now. You, you tell me when to say when. Knights are gone. Bulldogs are gone. Titans are gone. Because if they didn't win that game last night, if they can't beat the Tigers, they're gone. Agreed. Cowboys are gone. No, they're not
0: gone yet. Brown Jesus has still going to come back. I
1: know Brown Jesus has come back, but fuck, he has to be good. They're outside backs, right? I want, to, I want you to just listen to this. Okay, Now, they played the dogs, and I, I did think that the dogs had a very good chance of winning that game, but I, I, I want to just describe this team to you. Where the fuck do I get this? Um, how can I get the
0: one? Tomato Martin, fullback.
1: Yeah, okay, we'll see if I can remember them. Jo- jo- Justin, <laughs> Justin O'Neill, one wing. Ben Hampton, the ben other. Ben Hampton, the other. Inari Tuala. And we're probably still missing someone else. What's the other
0: shit the center must be Oh Kahu. He's the best out of Jordan all. Jordan
1: Kahu. Then you've got Jake Clifford and Michael Morgan. No matter when Brown Jesus comes back, you've got the you've even got the um
0: the Lamborghinis out there to score the tries. This is not I know, but you I think you're underestimating what Brown Jesus can do to a football side.
1: Yeah, he's gonna get your roll on, mate, but if you can't score the four pointers, where's that what's happened to um Cole Felt?
0: He's injured, I believe. He hasn't been. Has he played any games this year? I don't so. He's an
1: NRL winger. Yeah. Geez, he's deadly up at one three hundred small stadium, isn't he, Cole Felt? He is. Fuck. Do you think Cole Felt is somewhat unrelated to Chris McQueen? Chris McQueen made his comeback last last night. Played decent, but fuck, oh, decent, he looked like actually. he looked like he'd just been like working as a. As an assistant in a banditos tattoo parlor, maybe doing a little bit of Uber driving, dropping up some bags in the western and eastern suburbs of Sydney, general standover man. Fuck, he did not look like a footballer.
0: No, he's he's uh speaking on now. Like he was, a, he was, a, he's played Origin, hasn't he? Yeah, was Yeah, yep. probably
1: three. Big, three um, I'd say three Origin campaigns for McQueen.
0: Yeah, I'd say so too. And then he's obviously got a premiership, and you know South's. um fans look on them very, uh, you know, with rose tinted glass. I guess our team no, has won don't. a Premiership I'm going right? to stop Let's you say know. we won our I'm first Premiership you. in 2034 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, ever from – fuck, how old will I be? Jesus, I don't want to think about that. But anyway, every every year past that Premiership year win, we'll look back on the players and that Premiership team with – like, we'll just have really positive things to say about them. Sort of like – when you look back at um, Nathan Kalis, you know uh, for New Zealand and those that team that won the World Cup in two thousand eight, like Jerome Ropati, mm. uh, Manu, uh, Jeremy Smith, David Fialongo, we'll always look back on those. those that, if if those, someone's that won your comp, is, we'll, we'll take away their bad parts. If
1: someone's won your comp, yeah, definitely. That they always, I mean, you can look back at that South team. You had Kirisomi Avata, Dave Tyrrell, Chris McQueen. I mean, there is some guys there that you are like. Phew. The whole winning a comp argument, when it's such a team sport, you are going to have, in the, in the salary cap era, you are going to have players that have pretty average one to two players in, in each grand final squad. Um, but they all play their part, Ree, Harry. They do. They do. Last night's Tigers-Titans um, game, I was looking at the Tigers team, and fuck, I honestly think, and, and this shows for me, the, the value of a coach, and I, I truly believe that M- Michael Maguire is a, is a very good, he's a premiership winning coach. There's not many of them out there. What he's doing with that team is, 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 is nothing short of a miracle because they have no talent. They have nothing. The Tigers team is completely devout of talent. Absolutely, like you, again, if you're starting an expansion team from scratch, right, how many of these guys would you actually... Draft in an expansion draft. Moses Mbai. I don't even know what Moses Zimbai does anymore. Like, I don't even know what. If you had told me he was a utility, a hooker, a six, a seven, a one, I, I wouldn't fucking believe anything. Mahe Fanua, he's actually half decent. Robert Jennings. He got
0: a hat-trick last night. Yeah. And I am going to ask the Tigers fans, like, that's sort of annoying. He, get. he sort of gets hat-tricks or has a good game just when he's about to get out of the team. And then he gets stuck there for another five rounds. Mahe Fanua, Robert Jennings, Isan Masters. So
1: far, that's the only player who I really thinks very talented. Corey Thompson, Josh Reynolds, Luke Brooks. I think in the right environment, the right team. Like, if you put Luke yeah. Brooks in... in
0: The Warriors. Know, the Raiders. Like I The think Warriors. I love Luke Brooks at the Warriors. Yeah, so
1: would I. I think Luke Brooks is still decent. Madalino, just long past his best. Robbie Farrer, he's holding on by the skin of his teeth. Blues... Um, a Blues bolter, Alex Twale, which made me chuckle. Ryan Madison, good player. So Twale and Madison, you know, th- they're okay. But in all, okay. most good first-grade teams, they would not be starting. They'd be on the bench if if lucky. Chris McQueen, Josh Alloyer, and then the bench of just guys, that's fucking dog shit. When you actually, actually look at that Tiger team, to have four wins...
0: As soon as they get Benji back in, they sort of have a little bit more oh, but control. But Benji is
1: a lot. He's an old man. He's a former great. I know, but
0: I'm just saying he still makes that team look better.
1: Well, J- Reynolds has gone now. But, but I mean, if you look well, at the Titans, at the Titans at their peak, they've got so much more talent than a team like the Tigers. But they're getting beaten and they're getting flogged in the end. They're up fourteen nil and then conceded thirty points in a row at Tamworth. Fuck, Tamworth was going off last night, wasn't it? I know. Have you, you ever been there, Country Music Town?
0: No, I haven't. I, I find my geography of inland New South Wales, I don't okay. even know what's further north, Tamworth, more I know Wagga's south, but I get confused when you go Tamworth, South Mugge, where they all sit with each other.
1: Is Wagga's south?
0: sure about that? Yeah, Wagga's down by the border, basically. Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: the Tigers, I would love to put a line through the Tigers, but I can't based on their do. position. Oh, come on, mate. You've got to put a line through the Tigers. No, you I can't. Not I can't because they're in sixth place. Uh-huh. They're technically on the bubble. And I think the thing about the NRL this year is, I mean, the Sharks have been just dealt so many bad injuries and the Broncos, you know, the thing is the Sharks and the Broncos and the Panthers and, and even the Cowboys, those pre-season, you know, f- favourites for the eight, Outside the eight at the moment, it's opening up this really disgusting bubble on the outside of the eight where the eels and the tigers, I actually rate the dragons, they're, they're sniffing around the eight, which, you know, it's they're kidding themselves if they think they're contending. It is the biggest year of the haves and have-nots that I can remember. I think the haves are just shrinking every week. Roosters, Storm, Rabbitohs, Raiders are the haves, and fuck. Oh, hang on, the, the races
0: aren't a have yet. Yes, they I are. I think you're going to. The
1: Raiders are the most impressive. football I think we're going to lose
0: today, and that's going to really put you uh, the Raiders asking questions. Are the most
1: impressive football side I have watched this year, and that includes what? the Sydney Roosters.
0: Far out, you! Wow, well, I'm looking forward to watching them again today. Then, fuck! To I day just day think. I mean, at the end of the day, we will be Joseph Leilu
1: is the best man on the planet.
0: He's up there. I, I have to admit, but at the end of that, we've literally just just over a quarter away through the season with it. Those really cold nights in the end of May through June, early July, those are the ones where you're winning games, sort of people aren't really taking much notes. Those are the ones that get you in the eight.
1: You earn your two points in June, July, don't you?
0: Exactly. And and you sort of, the better teams do seem to, because it also tests your depth there too as well, right? Because you've generally, then you've got a few players out with injuries, um, yeah, uh, actually, going back to the Warriors. Uh, sorry about the, Melissa's going back to the Warriors again, but we have a hell of a lot of injuries at the moment too. Uh-huh. And when does fingers start being pointed at doctors slash medical personnel of teams? I think they get a they get a pretty easy run, whereas Maguire, um, Brennan, bloody Nathan they're under huge pressure from the media. But none of the media ever go, when, when, crack, when um, teams have injury crises, look at the medical professionals.
1: Well, we've been saying it for years. The Panthers medical staff of 2014 14 to 2018, to there's something going horribly wrong there. I'm sure Gus will be able to um, blow the top off it. And There's going to be some good Gus interviews in the next few weeks, isn't there? Like Now that Gus has gone from that role, he can't be lost to the game. There's so many people that hate Gus. Oh, I love Gus. I love everything about him. Now, I know he can be biased at times, but I just think he's such a great rugby league brain. Like, I just love listening to him. Um, Yes, he's painful. Yes, he's just a bit of a sour cunt. Yeah, yeah, Gus, sorry. Sorry, he had some technical difficulties there, dropping out. But Gus, okay, do you think there's a possibility for Gus to make a run at a big position? Like Greenberg's role.
0: Mm, I wouldn't mind it. I think, I mean, Gus's weaknesses is he's too traditional. I don't think he he wouldn't bring the game into the the modern era. Um,
1: He's not as innovative as you probably thought. As a coach, he was innovative, but as an administrator, I mean, he made that ridiculous call about fantasy, um, saying that fantasy sports brought no people into the game, which does show for me a bit of a narrow-mindedness looking outside of the game. But... I just think he tends to, even though his agendas are pretty public and obvious, he tends to nail the main rugby league issues and what's wrong with the game. And I just think that Todd Greenberg has just done an appalling job of well, executing a strategy over the past three or four years.
0: Well, I disagree with that, to be honest. No, you fucking I'll, don't.
1: You slag off Greenberg all the time. Oh no, mate, I, I slag him
0: off a bit how potentially he handles... Oh, it's not an easy job how he ha- Okay, the only thing that... But we don't even talk about the good things Greenberg's done. Like, okay, I'm going to... The ones I do slag Greenberg off about are obviously making rules on the run about how you stand down people that have got criminal accusations about them, and I think that's dangerous. And obviously the way he's handling... Well, we don't know what actually is happening out of the shit but the Greg English salary cap situation when he's got absolutely blatant, honest... Like, not honest, dishonest cheaters on that everyone can see in the in the comp. Um, but what about the good things he's done? Like the digital initiative, um, getting uh, people can now watch rugby league wherever they are in the world digitally. If fucking uh, Blind Freddie could tell you how to do that. He's just following every other no, sport. No, like he was three no. years too late on that. Okay, well, I think he's doing a good job on that. And also touch. Like he's got touch. So we've got uh, under the NRL moniker and we've got people playing touch that are rugby league players ultimately, and that's an inclusive sport. And also I also love how one thing Greenberg needs to get some credit for is he's pushed the Pacific Tests. He's brought diversity to our to our um, game and celebrated quite a lot more than, say, other codes have done. So, look, I just want to say the good things about him. I know everyone hates him, but, gee, it's a tough job. You would fucking have a nervous breakdown after a couple of weeks in that job.
1: Yeah, but at least I'd, I'd make a few big calls to people will remember me.
0: Well, I remember him. Why did you prefer David Gallup? Oh,
1: David Gallup was was, was, was an outstanding administrator of the game. Absolutely, yep. he was there for yep. a good decade as well. Greenberg's just a guy, mate. He doesn't stand for anything. He hasn't really made. He's not famous for doing anything. He's just famous for fucking up and not doing enough. I, I suppose he's, he's probably half more competent than the David Smith that was before him. Let's not waste any more time talking about Todd Greenberg. Let's talk about okay. the black dot. Over the middle of the post. Okay,
0: now I was what it was actually Thursday night. I thought about this. What and I saw it at the Tarunika right, Lower right League Memorial Stadium. What is the point of it? Like, what is the black dot? If you took the black dot off the crossbar, is it going to affect our game? Is is it going to make it? like, why are we wasting that black paint? Can you tell me? Well, in a basic sense, it's the it's the
1: middle of the post. So. You know, where goal kicking and kicking field goals are such a major part of the game, it's a marker for someone to aim. It's as simple as that, and it doesn't really... Is that, what it is that for to
0: aim on? So you reckon if we took the black dots off all the posts, we'd have a sharp decrease in kicking percentages? I also think that as a secondary benefit of the
1: black dot is... You know, and and I see the example would be the nineteen eighty nine Grand Final when you hit the crossbar with a white ball. Is some yeah, differentiation okay. between the white ball and the white post, and have some black. Is that we we'll make the, the whole crossbar angles,
0: black? Then make the whole crossbar black.
1: Yeah, but then you don't get the, the 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 primary benefit of having the middle of it would be where to aim. So it's got two benefits there, Jack. <sighs>
0: Okay, I think it's a tradition that we don't want to lose. There's just um, things that
1: you just leave, don't you? There are things that you leave in the game, and there's, there's no real reason that you would... Well, uh, okay. Other than I'd uh, love to see a green dot in Canberra.
0: You yeah, lime live let's, green let's, let's get a little Canberra funky, milk one.
1: Let's get a little funky with this.
0: Or what if we brought into the game, if you get a runaway try, and you slam dunk it over the green dot or the black hmm. dot, you get six points. No.
1: Mate, that's fucking like the USFL. That's like a rebel league that you can, <laughs> that you can create in your own Tama, time, mate. It's a Who did it once? Quote. I love that. That was absolutely yeah. brilliant. But that's that's about celebrating the try afterwards. Speaking of celebrating the try, so last year they brought in try celebrations, and they haven't been here now, have they? Removed them, or just people just can't be fucked with them? Yeah. What do you mean? So last year, Todd Greenberg said they they were going to let people celebrate tries and the end goal afterwards. Start of the yeah. Season. And they started to do it a bit, you know, people did stupid sort of celebrations and stuff, kind of like the NFL. But I haven't seen them this year. Am I missing something?
0: But hang on, hang on. Did, when Greenberg brought it out, was he saying it because people were too scared to do them because they'd get fined or something? Yes, yeah, something like that. Uh, okay, I mean, that's, again, a great leadership by Greenberg by actually embracing our, our game and our, the individuals in our game and letting them celebrate after a try. Okay,
1: again we we'll
0: you're off If you're Michael Maguire, though, mm. I mean, actually, I'll tell you who's got some of the shittest slash funniest uh, try celebrations in that game. It's actually Mahi Fanua. What about yeah. when he scores that? He does that little. <laughs> Fuck, I always can't stop laughing, basically. That little what? That wiggle. Have you seen it on the ads? That little wiggle he scores that tries. Yeah. Like, he looks at the camera, does that wiggle? Yeah, I think he, he, he gyrates the hips. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Or he just look, he looks at he's just. He arguably he wouldn't be a bad bloke to have a beer with, actually, for Anua.
1: Yeah, I think he's genuinely well-liked by his team. But one thing I can't understand. I, I thought this guy was a New South Wales certainty, right? And I know he's had time with um, injuries. But has David Norfoluma been caught in the, in the sack with Madge's wife or something? Like, why isn't David Norfoluma playing? For the Tigers, week in, week out. Over Corey, I mean, come on. Come you on, Corey's Corey good. To, you know what Corey
0: Thompson is. Okay? Yes, and he's good. He does the job for you week in, week a out. game
1: changer. Nofaluma is an extra forward. The way the game's going, the way the game needs big outside backs like Fanua. But Nofaluma is like, he's a powerful man. He is fast, strong, big, fucking acrobatic. scored one of the great tries in the history of our game. Where is Nofaluma? Can you give me an answer on that?
0: No, I can't. Other than that he had a heavily. He was heavily injured at the back end of last season. And but even Cleary like,
1: wasn't playing him last year either. He was in reserve grade.
0: Yeah, he had a couple of shit games. Look, I don't, I don't think he's as good as you, you make him out to be. I, you know what I mean?
1: I would buy One Nofaluma. Thing. Okay, Cowboys. Are you listening out there? Probably not. Um, we're not big in Townsville. But go and buy David Nofaluma. Give him a
0: fucking contract. He's only 25 years of age, too. Wow. Um, but Corey Thompson, I mean, uh, he is... Oh, You're an idiot. He does, he's one of the reasons why they're, the Tigers are doing so well this year. No. He's a, he's a, he's a solid guy. He's just a guy.
1: And, and I get it, it. He does some nice things. He's just a guy.
0: Yeah, oh, mate. You just need to... An,
1: an, another guy who... I kind of know what he's done, but remember two years ago when Bevan French was a thing?
0: That's a great call. Where is Bevan French these days?
1: Like, he was celebrated as going to be the next up-and-coming player. Like, no, the, the huge contracts and that that were getting talked about was ridiculous. Like, he was hyped. I'm like Gutherson two, two now. Seasons. Um, yeah, like Guffo. Have you heard about this agenda? There's, there's a lot of talk on NRL Twitter that Paul Crawley gets paid by the Eels um, as is quite common, like a Paul Kent is paid by different people to, to um, print articles in the paper that there's other teams looking at Clint Gutherson to drive his price up. Gutherson's been on the yeah. market since November. No one else is interested. And um, Crawley just keeps on making up these articles about other people looking at um, Gutho to try and drive his price up. Gutho is what Gutho is. And the, the Eels are going to cripple themselves by trying to overpay for
0: him and Moses. Both guys have been widely available. They might need to keep they him. need to keep Gutherson. Don't pay fucking overs for him. But eight hundred grand's not overs these days. It's way
1: overs for Clint Gutherson. Oh
0: mate, he's in a crucial position. I've actually changed my tune on this. I, I love used Gutho, to, but he's oh, not eight hundred grand's worth, mate. Well, what's he worth? I think you're forgetting how 500? much cap's worth these days. Oh come on. Five hundred. It's nine point eight million at the yeah. moment, right? And you that's a, one of the positions you're gonna be paying a higher p- proportion for. He's minimum seven fifty.
1: No, mate. Now, nah. Gutho is a very good footballer, but he has not 800. That's the kind of contract, and also over the time, he's also had very big injuries with his knees. He's had multiple knee injuries. He is, you do not want Gutho strangling your cap. And a contract like four years at that price for Gutho. Gutho is also a guy that, I don't know, consistency over a long period of time will be what I'm worried with him. And, and do not, like even though Mitchell Moses is, um, is going very well at the moment, I would not re-sign him because he's going to be asking for too much.
0: Anyway, so one issue you've got then with the Cowboys is that um, they obviously have an issue because they actually did think Valentine Holmes was going to come back. Uh, that's going to be delayed a bit. So now they are into the open market a bit more. Um, they have ruled out taking Gutherson because of his price. Mm. Um, but they are looking at the Bevan French's, Nofalumas, Jai Fields, and Josh Hoffman's of this world. Even Brad Abbey.
1: <laughs> Jai J- Field, Josh Hoffs- Hoffman. Josh and- Hoffman goes all right. God, blinding, he's he's done. So you don't you, you're just speculating here about the, the oh, cowboys.
0: I just learned something just right then. Did you know that Michael Morgan mm. is the wife uh, who no Michael Morgan's wife is the sister of Valentine Holmes's partner?
1: Okay. So there's a real connection up there.
0: Yeah, make me. Good research. Um You know how this NRL physio yeah, gets a lot of. Oh, I, I think he's doing good for the game. It's quite innovative, actually. So an NFL for ZO? there must be he's just copied NFL over
1: there. Yeah, now there's there's a guy that there's a guy David Chang, I think his name's is David, Chang, someone Chang, um, and he was a long term doctor in the NRL, uh, NFL, sorry, and yeah. um, he is brilliant on Twitter. He basically breaks down all injuries, even dips into NBA. You you literally, if you play fantasy football, you would follow him.
0: Well, I do. I was, That's probably my problem.
1: Yeah. He, he does break down a very good injury. Straight away, he'll tell you if it's like a high ankle sprain or something a bit more yeah. serious. I was chatting to a bloke who you probably know. We won't release his name. Um, he is a psychiatrist, and I was in talks with him about leveraging off legal counsel to become the NRL psychiatrist. So what he's going to do, and he's going to break down like... So Jack DeBellin is going to go over an yeah. interview, and he'll be doing his court case interview. And then the NRL psychiatrist... We'll break him down. Like, okay, so this guy's clearly um, looks like he's got a narcissist um, profile personality. Um, boom, boom, boom. And you know, the guy I'm talking about in question is very good at just breaking down people's personalities. I think he can look at, you know, okay, Darius Boyd's doing a shit interview. What's what's he look? He was going to try and look deeper. By probably pretty controversial. That's why we won't actually release his name. So, but we'll just call yeah, him okay. a real psychiatrist. What do you think about so that? He,
0: has he actually got a professional? I thought it was just a GP. Is he yeah. a professional on the mind side of things? No, nah, he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah, Full. make me. Okay, so that's a good idea. And even stuff like... um. Now he'll, break, reckon-
1: down, he'll break down Bun Night, Panthers
0: Bun. He'll break down those videos. What about the Knights? Like, the Knights' performances? Like, there's huge mental issues with, like, just not turning up for your team. Yeah. Like, for your coach, like... Can he see? Even when there's uh, in NRL three hundred and sixty interviews with the coaches, and he says something like, the, "There's a a, uh, a question like, have you lost the changing sheets?' Mm. And he, then he can
1: give you just a little bit more, just what's behind the exactly, curtain. Exactly. exactly. So watch that space. Um, wh- what about
0: Reese Martin's shorts? Have you seen them? I don't know. I I, the, I, I hope the listeners have picked this up, but it's his shorts look like board shorts, and oh. I'm sure, yeah, quote, but I don't, like, there's a couple of things about the Bulldog shorts, some of them look a bit more, they look more board shortish, both Willa Hoppawadis and, um, uh, there's actually three, Josh Jackson, Will Hoppawadis and Reese Martins look almost board shortish-like, so I'm not sure who's making the Canterbury Bulldogs strip, but. Is this? Can you choose a different cut for your shorts? Because, like the NBA and other sports, the, the shorts are an interesting um, fashion accessory. But I'm not sure whether the Bulldogs are using a different cut from their suppliers of the shorts, or there, there maybe would... Reese. Go, maybe Reese Man just got like doesn't have much length between his hip and his knee. But have a have a closer look next time the Bulldogs play. There's something up with that. I'm going to have a look now, Jack. Um... Because see what I can see because wow. the the rugby league short hasn't evolved much over the years in the eighties was it shorter I think yeah, it was yeah of course they were they shorter. used to go up they used to and they used to go right they had a big v or an inverted v on the on the outside part of the leg. Hmm. remember that so and they were really short actually I saw Mara, Mario Mario Finnick like there, they were Rishi, like, shorter. I can't see seereese
1: martin's length of his. Of his shorts that are um, significantly different, so you're gonna to have to you're gonna have to try and find that out. No, no, mind.
0: no. So yeah, no, but you need to. You actually, it's not. You need to look at this year's kit. Okay, yeah, because I, I think
1: I'm finding a lot of last year's kits. But generally, yeah. there would be a standard um, that that from each club would have to adhere to, um, and you'd think there'd be the code of uniform conduct or something like that. But I think that. Really? They are CCC, Canterbury of New Zealand, um, the dogs. So that yeah. is... Um... Same as Warriors, isn't it? Yep.
0: That but could be that could it. they definitely different than the Warriors. But hang on, are you saying you couldn't go... Let's say you had really bad um, knee problems in suit, like Nadal, Rafael Nadal, and you wore three-quarter shorts. Mm. Like, could you do that?
1: I don't think you could, no. not No, there are standards, no. Absolutely no. not. Okay.
0: But uh, what if you don't have legs? Let's not. <laughs> fuck's sake.
1: All right. No, but I mean,
0: it's got to be. All uh, right.
1: Yeah. I'm going to keep a look out for Reese Martin shorts. Also look at Hopawadi as well um, to see yeah. where we go. Um, I did hear a good yarn. I was watching League Down at my local pub, and um, we're in Rooster Country, Waverley. There's a couple of good pubs here, the Charing Cross and the Robin Hood. And someone was telling me. Charing you,
0: Cross is not a league
1: pub. Well, it can be, and apparently right. that's where the two thousand and two after party was after the um, roosters um ended up mauling the warriors. I guess you could say that apparently, they all had money on Brian Fletcher scoring the last try in that game, yeah, and that's why like there's a lot of footage you can just see them absolutely going ballistic and sort of like. The last seven or eight minutes, all the plays, they were just basically spinning, going forward and back to Fletcher. And when he scored, they went ballistic because apparently they won like 50K. to paid for the whole end-of-season trip. That was one thing. Uh. Um, the other thing was, some guy who was like uh, a friend of a friend, his old man was quite big at the radio triple M at the time, and he was quite tight with the roosters. He went into the party, and then Ryan Cross... Picked him up, they pulled his pants down, picked, <laughs> him, picked him up, just as like a celebration. They're, no, yeah. um, Triple M guy. Yeah, yeah. Hooked him up above his shoulders, and there's one of those, like, it was quite a low ceiling, one of those, like, old school fans, and they yeah, were, like, yeah, trying yeah. to press him up close to the fan, <laughs> so that the fan, almost like a Bond movie, so that the fan <laughs> would shove his cock off, and they were getting real close to it, too. Um, all well, in for good banter gest. purposes. <laughs> yeah, just real good banter purposes. Ryan Cross, who I previously hated, just went up slightly in my estimations after that. Was good, good, good banter from him. Um, on to
0: what about the Tigers' punting um, club or something yeah, in two thousand three? That is similar. I think I told that
1: on air though about six
0: six weeks ago. Ah, I haven't heard it. Haven't yeah. Unless you're doing a different podcast,
1: well, apparently the other podcast very similar was that the 2002 Tigers. I think it was Wayne Pierce's coaching, and it was the last game of the season. They were playing the Broncos. They had um, they were doing a lot of punting, and up I, there, uh, yeah, not well, sure, yeah. not sure, and I believe um, Joel Kane was the fines master. Oh, he was he was putting all the punts on and stuff, and they punted on themselves to come let's just say it was a margin bet, so they gave themselves a start. So it was something to do with the point spread or something. And they were getting out there and they were flogging the Broncos, doing a really good job, and then... Right hang on, on, hang on. Look, they just, didn't
0: play the Broncos last... I don't know if it was two,
1: 2002 yeah. or not. Don't fucking put holes in the story. Well, this is I've looked, the looked up source.
0: 2002, 2003, 2004, what come? and 2004. Whatever, And maybe it wasn't the
1: last game of the season. Just fucking relax. Okay, righto. Um, and at the very end of the game, Sailor got the ball and sprinted 90 metres and scored. He was looking like he's Now, if he scored, it was a six-point try. That would have fucked the bet. So, turning around, I think it might be Mark O'Neill turns around and chases Saylor 80, uh, 80 metres and forces him to score in the corner. Like, just one of those old heroic like but futile efforts from a fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Miles is actually Brad's really special. good at him. Um, you know, he'd often do that and uh, made him score in the corner, then the kicker ends up missing the kick, and they were all, like, fucking charhooing afterwards. And then, like, <laughs> they had to try and hide it from Pierce, the coach, because, um, obviously, not good to be punting on your games. And at the end of the game, Pierce goes to O'Neill, stand up, and like they're going, oh, fuck, he's, he's fun. somehow found out. Stand up, and he makes him stand up, and he goes... That effort from you at the end of the game, that is what this club is all about. Never, g- <laughs> never give up, never give in, chasing down to the final <laughs> minute. That is what this club is built around and basically gave him a massive rap. Everyone else in the chain shoes were absolutely losing it. Um, so, And they ended up obviously winning a shitload of money. So punting on, um, on the game, obviously Tandy was the fall guy for it, but it's been around for a while, let, let's just say that. Um, Right oh, ahead. and that
0: Sullivan guy for the Sharks, remember him?
1: Michael Sullivan. Did he? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah he had big punt. I don't know how he <laughs> punted on the... He was more punting just off the game, actually.
1: Yeah, right. Um, yeah. The Green Machine. Tonight. To this afternoon. Okay, let's get to the Sunday games, because this is what we do, I like to do, preview the two Sunday
0: games. And we usually get it horribly wrong.
1: No, we're pretty good. We we, we got yep. last the last one horribly wrong, but... I'm torn this first game at Brookie. Raiders, who have a terrible record at Lotto Land, but sit at the very top of the table, equal with um, the Rabbitohs, Roosters, and Storm, away to the Eagles, who are just a wonderful football side led by Daily Cherry Evans, who I'm growing more fonder of. I never thought I'd say that, but he's a very good leader for that club at the moment. Who do you think? I mean... My heart wants to say manly, but my head's saying the Raiders are
0: just they're just too big, bad, strong. They are just too big. They're too good. Uh, I just... My heart says the Ra... Uh, sorry, the, my heart says manly, and my head almost says manly. Like, TCE, I like what you said there. He does so well in terms of... That's a shit back line. Um, when you got Brendan Elliott fullback. Ruben, that Reuben Garrett guy's not actually that bad. He's got speed. But I think the man... The Raiders just... In the back of my mind are still the old faders. Listen to this, though.
1: Brendan Elliott, George Tafua, Moses Suley, Brad Parker, Ruben Garlick, Lachlan Croker, Daily Cherry Evans. That's fucking vomit on a plate.
0: Yeah, it is. That is absurd. But they go all go. They they should have been in the Dragons, but they got that dog cool last week. Yep. Dez Hazler's a great coach when he's he's coaching his club. He's masterful. And I think that
1: they've got a couple of big outs, obviously with the big turbo, and, and I don't think Fonua Blake's back playing. So I think that goes to the Raiders. Um, I think you are got to go to the Raiders. Guys like Kotrich and Leilua, Rapana, they're doing a really, really good job. Hodge, uh, Even
0: what about Chance, Nickel Cox, Ted? Like, I don't rate him, but he's just playing really well. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I tell you what, I like this Ryan Sutton. What's his background? Yeah, he's going good. Uh, so, foot I think just like so when again, been in tup, they in Tapani,
1: God, they're going to be good.
0: Yeah, I know. I they, know. they need a and little sh- bit
1: less Salila Haveli though. He should not be on a football field.
0: He, yeah, quite. But how good is Soliola? He's a nice player to bring off the bench, yeah. Oh, isn't he? One thing about uh, uh, like Shannon Boyd going has helped them, hasn't it?
1: And um. Sh- Letting Shannon Bord and Joseph Paulo and not overpaying them goes. is very, very smart. Um, just good, a sensible um, play from the Raiders. You do not overpay props. You pick them up yeah, for fuck right. all,
0: like the good club should do. And then you put your money on the people like Gufferson. On good fullbacks, yeah, you do. One thing yeah. I want to talk about, let's just say
1: the Raiders, let's just say at least they're a top four team. Let's just say they go further. Let's just say they go to the grand final and they turn up in that grand final with Sam Williams and Jack Whiten as the halves. Now, yep. I've had to rack my brain, right? I've gone back to 1989 looking at all the halves pairings in the grand final. And I'm pretty sure there's maybe only one that I can so say. So
0: you're saying grand final, not the uh, Not premier. the winners.
1: The grand final yep. halves pairings. Now, these are the ones that I thought were intriguing. 92, Noel Goldthorpe and Tony Smith. Wow. Um, 2005. Sorry, 2006. Four. Oh, yeah. 2006, Lockyer and Shane Perry. He's always the one that everyone says, Shane Shane You the, the, yeah. the Broncos won a title with Shane Perry at six. And they had the great Darren Lockyer. 2004. You know, in the moment, they were pretty good. But looking back, Anasta and Sherwin? It's not flash. Correct. Yep, yep. 2010. Ben Hornby and Jamie Soward. That's not flash.
0: Gee, that's not flash.
1: That's, you know, that's not good. but But I think 2012, almost impossible to go back and beat this. Only 2014... I had trouble differentiating. Chris Keating. Chris Keating and Josh Reynolds Ugh. in 2012. And then two years later, Josh Reynolds doubling up with Trent Hodkinson. Chris Keating got hot at the end of 2012. Don't you know? He, he actually genuinely got hot. But, fuck me. Sam Williams and Jack Wyden versus Chris Keating and Josh Reynolds. Who do you give it to?
0: I'd take Sam Williams and... Uh... Jack Wyden. Wyden, yeah. I think I would too. I think I would too. But Wyden's playing well. I'll put my hand up and say he's doing better than I thought he
1: ever would. So, so do I, but he still does some really dumb shit. On to the second game. Now, these are the New South Wales. Uh, sorry, the, the Newcastle Pongers versus the Parramatta Eels, McDonald Jones Stadium. Nathan Brown's been given two weeks to save his job. This one here, Eels are $1.68. To the home wow. side, 220. This is all the hallmarks of a down game from the Eels after last week's feats. I don't rate, and I never will rate this side. I say the Knights win. They're in 16th position, but I say they win this. What's you?
0: Uh, I think the Eels win, but I mean, yeah, I think the Eels just win. But what, What? are the crowds still going to turn up? I think they will win. Newcastle won, eh? love their footy, and they love their Sunday footy. Um. I is it a four
1: PM start? It is four
0: oh five. I hated so those six it'll, it'll PM tw- games.
1: It'll be twenty. No, they they never late on the four PM Sunday game. That's one game they no, did. No, no, no. Right? But I'm
0: not worried about the lateness like other people are. I'm just worried about I didn't like that six pm game.
1: Okay. Talk to me. Put your put your name on the line. I'm going Raiders Knights. You're going
0: I'm going Manly Para. Nice. Okay, we
1: we're in vehement disagreement here. Um Looking very quickly, very, 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 very quickly, looking ahead to next week, round eight, Thursday night footy. You've got Rabbitoh's Broncos. Very, very good game, that is, is one of the highlights. Yeah. Raiders Panthers at McDonald's Park. Is that Bathurst? That's in Wagga. Wagga. Um, the highlights. Oh, I might go, I might go, actually. And then Sunday, Bank West Stadium. This is going to be a cracker Eels Dragons match the round jeez if you're there you might as well go I think I'm saving for um, when when my my Vodafone Warriors side actually go out to Banquist Stadium mid mid season so do we I think they do mate maybe that's something we'll be coming up for
0: that would be if we if I think okay let me find out that'd be a great trip to get up there for
1: brilliant Mate, good show. Obviously, some technical difficulties in the middle, but um, we'll be back every Sunday from now to the end. Got to love your Sunday afternoon league.
0: Got to love your league, boy. See ya. <laughs> Jackal loves straight out. Love Sturlow. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said
1: now.